BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I am Gable Ratsy. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. We're kicking it. Uh, we'll re-welcome our AM radio affiliates in, in a couple of moments. A lot of stuff still to get to here this evening. We've got Steve Merrill going to step up and in and kick it with us. You'll hear some uh, live um, shop talk. Uh, as far as uh, the Shady Five is concerned, we're not going to can't live in the past too much. Uh, we'll we'll celebrate one more time tomorrow. We have Paul Bowlby coming on the show uh, tomorrow as he does every Wednesday. But after that, we've had everybody on, right? Joe Ranieri was on uh, with us tonight on Game Time Decisions, and it was great stuff. It was a great segment. Um, so Joe was on. We had Steve Merrill. Steve joins us every Tuesday. And um, tomorrow we'll have Bovey, but we're already moving forward right now, right? And the, 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 the big, the big deci- this decision right now is whether we're going to use Thursday night's football game. And we're only looking to one side, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are in, you know, this is the situational spot, and we talk about different angles, and I do believe in spots. I don't believe in players looking ahead. I don't believe in letdowns and stuff like that. Uh, I don't buy into that. I talked about this earlier in the day. I've talked about it a lot in the past, about players don't know who they're playing, and coaches like it that way as well because they don't want them looking ahead. They just want them worried about the team that they're actually playing, Right? But you'll notice there are patterns and there are situational spots. Teams, you know, short weeks, teams off of big wins, and it's just, it catches up. You know, a good example is the New York Giants. I liked the Dallas Cowboys last night. Why did I like the Dallas Cowboys? Well, I thought their defensive line would cause problems, and they did. But at the same point in time, if you watch the New York Giants play in their first two games, they weren't playing great. And the analogy I used was they're like a gambler at the blackjack table. They're getting lucky. They're drawing good cards. The dealer's busting. And it's like, oh, whoa, I won again. Oh, wow. Right? It's almost like, you know, everything was going their way. Things aren't going to go your way. Right? It's like the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Everything went their way. You notice so far when the season started, nothing was going their way. Now it's been a couple of weeks. Things, I think, are starting to turn for them a little bit. Now you get the Miami Dolphins. Like, really? Are the Dolphins just going to blast through everybody every week? Are they that good? I think they are damn good. And I think they're contenders, and I think they're going to be a thorn in the side all year for the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills are going to be competing for the division title with these guys. But at the same point in time, you're coming off a short week here. Uh, you, you played on Sunday. Not only did you play on Sunday, the weather was like 120 degrees on the field, literally. Like, it was literally the heat index, you know, it was that hot. And I don't care, like, if it was hot for Buffalo. It was still hot for the Miami players, and it's draining, right? Anyone knows, man, you're outside in the heat like that. It's draining. The defense was on the field forever. Josh Allen threw the ball 63 times. 
late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage, the quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. What's up, uh, Friar Club? Uh, San Diego beats the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, this evening. Craig Kimbrell walks in. Uh, Alfaro for the winning run in extra innings in a playoff-like atmosphere at Petco in a baseball game that San Diego needed more than the Los Angeles Dodgers did uh, this evening. Uh, The playoffs are around the corner right now, and worlds are set to collide, man. We've got college football. We've got NFL football. Uh, NHL preseason has already begun, and the NHL regular season starts the same day the Major League Baseball playoffs start on October uh, the 7th. Let's get you caught up to date as far as the wild card standings are concerned uh, right now. Uh, San Diego right in the three-game uh, win streak, uh, a two-and-a-half game cushion uh, right now. Uh, two-and-a-half game uh, cushion, yet it's interesting because the Braves and the Mets are suddenly tied. Don't look now, but the Mets collapse is on, right? It's incredibly difficult to go wire to wire like the Mets have been trying to do. And let's just call it out for what it is. The Atlanta Braves are a menace to society that nobody likes. All right? I'm sorry, Georgia. I'm sorry, Atlanta. But you guys are turning into, like, the Tampa Bay Lightning. You're ruining everybody else's party all the time. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) You know, people in New York, they just, you know, hey, the Mets are rolling. Yeah, and here come the Braves. And it's pretty crazy. I'm telling you what, if you would ask somebody, sit down in a sports bar, that the ones that still exist, ask like a real sports fan and say, man, Yankees, number one, so the Yankees clinched their 20-division title uh, tonight in franchise history. Number one, I would have like bet money that they've won more than 20-division titles. I would have bet big money on that. Like if you would have asked me how many, like off the top of my head, I'd be like, man, like 20 division titles, they've won 27 World Series. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, how many division titles uh, they won? So, you know, I would have thought more. And how about, like, the, uh, the Dodgers? The Dodgers with 20, the Braves, 21. The, all the talk of the, all these historic franchises. Yeah, there's the Braves with 21. But whatever, the Braves won a National League East like a million years in a row in the, in the big three with the pitchers. And uh, what, they won one World Series out of it, right? This is Sports Rage. Merrill, next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Arantes, the Twisted Tuesday. Let's bring in uh, Steve Merrill uh, right now. We've talked a lot about the Shady Five uh, being in a tie for first uh, place and uh, getting a share of the $65,000. Steve Merrill. A member of the Shady Five steps up and in. How you doing tonight, Steve? The founding father. As long as we're winning, I'm the founding father. Otherwise, it's you or Cam or somebody else. We'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> you know what? I was going to say I was gonna say that um, it's too bad we're not in the Circa where the money is a little bit bigger 
But I understand Carmine Bianco is actually 15 and 0. So that's what I heard. Yeah, you know, we would we'd be trailing, we'd be trailing them right now. But they the circuit contest uh, is actually one more week. They have like a you know they have a prize for every month, not every three weeks. Yeah, I was thinking about that, Gabe. You know, because we're doing really well, obviously. And I was like, you know, next year we'll have to consider if we want to branch out a little. Um, but they're so similar that I, I kind of like the Westgate setup. You know, I like the fact that it pays every three weeks, and I like the fact that it pays top thirty. I don't. What is Circa paying as far as overall like depth? I think it's the same. I think it's like the top. They have top. more people though. I think, don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. By far, like double the triple. Yeah. Type. So I'm glad we're in this. I like our chances in the Super Contest. I'm feeling good about it. Well, we were. I returned to it and. It was, um, I you know I wanted to be in the circuit, but the thing is, we've already won. Like, um, I've already won money in the Westgate before. So it's sort of, it's their money every time I play, Steve. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I sort of look at it like that. Like, I'm sort of like, you know, it's like in past years, it's like, well, all right, let's let's do it. You know what? We've already won before. Once you've gotten their money, you know, and I don't know if I'm going to be in it for another 20, 25 times. So. It's going to pay for itself for the rest of my life. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> I'd what, like these to say I'll make it 25 more years, Steve, but I don't know. These first three weeks have paid our entries as the Shady Five for perpetuatory, perpetuatory, whatever the word is I'm looking for. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, basically, it's, it's well, 200 bucks a person. We, we won 20 entries, Steve, hypothetically. Right. That's right? what I'm saying. I mean, it's like, it's about, yeah, what, what was it? 40 times? 20, no, 20 times? Yeah, 20 entries. 20, 20, 20, yeah, yeah, 20 entries. Yeah, exactly. 20, 21 entries, to be honest. 21. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, but you look yeah, at it that yeah. way, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I do look at it, right? So that was the thing, and I was down, and I was there. I was at the Circa, but I was also pretty lit up uh, by that point of the night, and I wasn't in any state to be doing banking and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a Saturday night in Vegas when I was at the Circa, and plus, I'd already dropped. Um, I already dropped a dime earlier um, for Team Reunited uh, that we're on as well, where we're 10 and 5. Which isn't, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, it's not as spectacular as the fourteen and one, but ten and five is very, very steady. There's a lot of football left. There's a lot of season left, right? It's just basically a week by week thing. This thing. It is, but it's nice to get your investment back times twenty, like you just said, three weeks into the contest, because um, I, I think you and I both handicap better when we're kind of on a nice momentum roll. You know, scared money never wins. Not that any of this would have ever been scared money for us, but it's, it's nice to be up and to play with the lead. It is true. You could argue it's like a pitcher pitching with a lead, right? Oh, yeah. They feel, they feel a little bit more comfortable. It doesn't mean, no, we're going to start throwing knuckleballs and weird pitches, right? But, you know, that's what I, you know, and look, we all, for what we put in and stuff, and that's what I, that's that's what basically I told Cam. I said, look, it's basically, we won like a 20 to one parlay, essentially each. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we still have an unlimited parlay riding. That's like the thing. First it's right, like an open parlay. That's what's yeah. so cool about it. For, yeah. And that's the free roll. Yeah, let's so let let let's keep it rolling. I gotta tell you, when I first looked at the card this week, but I always I'm not gonna say always like that, but sometimes it'll jump off the screen at me every cut, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I like this, I like that, I like this, I like that. This week it didn't. You know, I was like, man, this is a tricky week four is pretty tricky. But like uh, as always, as the week goes on, we're only a Tuesday right now, Steve, and the card is starting to come together for me, um, kind of right now as I look at this thing. Yeah, what I really like about our team is that, you know, we're all sharp handicappers and we trust each other. We wouldn't be together otherwise. But, um, you know, we always have to come up with one pick each. And it's very difficult to come up with five picks for any handicapper. You know, I very rarely have five NFL best bets. And sometimes there's totals. When I do, there's some over-unders mixed in. Um, last week, Cam and I, I had Cam send me his top two before I even chimed in. He and I liked the exact same two games last week, Colts and Broncos. And um, he liked the Broncos a little more. I was like, I'll use the Colts. Colts are actually my top pick anyway, but Broncos were a close second. So I'm liking this format because, like, you're right. It's hard to find five games, and this week looks tough to me as well. And I think week four is always a little tricky because, you know, now that the pre semi-preseason is over after weeks one or two, we, we have more data to look at, and the lines are getting a little sharper. Now, you got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. It's like that in sports. It's like that with a goalie. It's like that with a three-point shooter. You know what I mean? You get the bounce. But – we have had a lot of luck. Let's be real. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo steps out of bounds, gets the safety. That's the one. That That's probably the one game. Arizona was kind of a miracle comeback in which we were dead. Like, basically, we were getting smoked. <laughs> it was 20 to nothing uh, at the half. Uh, we were getting smoked. That was a comeback. But the Denver one, like, wow. Because that was as ugly as it got, Steve. But just somehow they willed themselves to victory. And San Francisco found a way to lose. 
And I can tell you, San, San Francisco are a perplexing team to me. I mean, the only damn team, the only damn time they ever played semi well was the you know the damn game that we lost um, that week. They've been a disaster. They were a disaster in week one, and they were a disaster in Denver last week. This is a strange team. And then you got a really short price against the Rams uh, this week. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier, Gabe. You know, I was giving you a hard time for having the Seahawks plus nine and a half, but the Niners have barely scored that amount of points in their other two games, you know, so you're exactly right. They haven't looked good. And, you know, I do think if Trey Lance had stayed in that game, it would have been much closer. So you could almost make a case that Trey Lance maybe cost us a 15-0 start. You know, who knows what would have happened in that situation? Well, if he didn't get hurt, yeah, you know, there's no guarantees, though, in sport, right? It's everything's easy in hindsight after the fact to look back. But it wasn't ideal that Trey Lance got hurt. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in that spot, they weren't going to throw the ball, Steve, right? They were just going to run the ball. Yet, I could also argue that Seattle are pretty, that Seattle peaked with that first win of the season. Right. I, th- I think, you know what I mean? They, 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 they prepared all offseason for it. They knew Russell Wilson's tendencies as well. That's something that, you know, comes into play. And plus, there is that human emotion, Steve, where if a guy wants out of, uh, you know, he wants out of the franchise, out of the city, that room is going to be, you know, they're going to have that extra edge in that game. Yeah, and that, that was the reason, as you know, I liked San Francisco in that game. It's just not a good spot for Seattle. And the and the 49ers actually did outplay the Bears, you know, so I just thought it was a good bounce back. And to be to be honest, that's what I look for when handicapping the NFL. You know, when I first start scanning the card, you kind of look at the games. Yeah, but like, as we just stated, Steve, like you can't say that Denver played well on Sunday. They right, were but, lucky as hell to win the football game. Let's just call right, it out for what it is. They were right, and, but that goes to what I was going to say is that I like to kind of – the first thing I do when handicapping the NFL every Monday is I kind of make a short list. Same with college football. Like, what are some possible flat spots, right? And, um, you know, Denver against the Raiders on the road, some semi-short week, you know, jumps out. Um, this Thursday night game looks very difficult for Miami game. we got to decide maybe we want to put Cincinnati in early. <laughs> I was going to talk to you about that. Uh, going up to three and a half, four made it a little simpler because when I saw minus three – Yesterday, that looked like such a bad spot for the Dolphins, um, who we had in the contest. You know, Joe Ranieri had him as one of our picks. Uh, that line's up to four now, and I'm assuming it'll be four in the contest tomorrow. And all things equal, I prefer to wait till Friday or Saturday because it does give us a little extra wiggle room, you know, for some line moves and injury reports. Um, but it'll be an interesting game on Thursday night. You know, a lot of people don't play the Thursday game in the contest. So if you can pick that Thursday winner like you did with the Buffalo Bills in week one, it can get you off to a nice start. Yeah, I don't, I'm not shy away of it. Right. You know, the line movement stuff, whatever it is, what it is. If you like the game, you like the game, um, you know, because, the, you know, the line's not going to move because you could tell it moved a point here. And, you know, as far as the betting world is concerned, but if you liked it in the contest, you like you like it or you don't. But I, I third get getting a head start on Thursdays is good because you get it out of the way. You get the win and then you just, you know, you go into the Sunday and you go three and one in the Sunday and you walk out uh, with four and one. Over the years, I've always been pretty aggressive uh, by attacking the Thursday game uh, in the contest and primetime games in general, actually, which a lot of people don't want to do, right? Like people will shy away from the Sunday nighters like that, like the Denver-San Francisco game, because they're usually two good teams or they're evenly matched and the point spreads, you know, I don't mind like the like, 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 like the Baltimore game that we had. That was almost a pick em type of game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't mind the pick them uh, type of games, but I think that they're trying to keep people off the Bengals. That's why it is what it is. I think they know it's such a bad spot, and they don't want to get beat and get hammered with people betting Cincinnati, so they figure it'll scare people off by putting these three and a half and fours up. Three and a half at FanDuel uh, right now. The late night anger match with Boston Canyon. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Wagertalk.com and a, uh, a member of the Shady Five. Uh, he's the shadiest uh, of the Shady Five. Like I'm, you said. I'm the you patriarch. Want, yeah, you want to own that? All right, you're the shadiest. Of the- I'm the father figure. <laughs> you might be the most trustworthy one uh, with the money. Um, actually, like in, in the tilt, actually, between us, between me, Ranieri, although Bobby, uh, Bobby doesn't need the money. Bobby does it for pride. Um, Bobby's the rich uncle. Yeah, he doesn't care. Exactly. (laughs) He doesn't care. So I do agree. I think the Dolphins are in a horrible spot. They're not, they're not close to a hundred percent. And I, we were talking about this earlier with Frank Schwab from Yahoo sports, actually, who he's finished in the money in the contest before. And dude, the, 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 the bills uh, ran 90 plays. Like, the Dolphins' defense was on the field a lot. They were running around all over the place. It was like 120 degrees. The heat index at the field level, short week on the road here. I don't know how much the Bengals have fixed things because they beat the Jets, but, you know, you and you always talk about it, Steve, about the first couple of weeks being the preseason for some teams. They had the Super Bowl hangover, the Super Bowl team. Burrow didn't play in training camp, let alone preseason. He didn't have a training camp. He was in the hospital. He had emergency surgery, and he lost a bunch of weight. So I think they're kind of coming together now. I think they sort of had their preseason games. They're in a good spot. Yeah, and let's not forget the Dolphins overcame a 28-7 halftime deficit against the Bills the week up against the Ravens the week before. I mean, so it's back-to-back huge kind of last-second wins, and now you're traveling on three days of rest. And the Hurricanes about to hit the state of Florida. I know Miami's not going to get hit hard, but it's going to affect Miami still. So they're having to travel out with their family still there. I'm really liking Cincinnati. And by the way, when we're at the commercial break, I started pulling up my consensus numbers. It's early in the week, but the Dolphins look like the most public underdog of the week, which is always a red flag. And that actually, you know, going back to that Seattle San Fran, if you remember, Seattle was really a public dog that week, along with Pittsburgh against New England and the Bears against the Packers. I actually used the Packers in that contest and Cam used the Patriots that week. Those were my top three picks in week two, and all three of those public dogs did not look good. It's always a huge red flag when the public is on an underdog in the NFL. So the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints are in London. And um, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins has been criticized for the prime time, the prime time losses. Yet it's not exactly like it's always on him, right? Like the Minnesota Vikings, he's been on the Vikings for four years. And, you know, the Vikings have sucked on prime time and in big games for 50 years. <laughs> so, so, no, it's true. Like they, it's always, you know what I mean? They, they always get shut out, blown out. They've always been a major disappointment. It is what it is. But, you know, and then, and then when everyone gives up on them, that's when he, you know, see, so he turns around and they storm back. They didn't play great last week, but they came back in the fourth quarter. They're battling. They're two and one. But at least we know they're capable of putting points up on the board. Look, they put up 28 points and Justin Jefferson was held in check, right? Like they're so they're capable of putting points up on the board. That's something that the New Orleans Saints are not. Jameis Winston's really struggling. But the whole talk about the prime time, this is the exact opposite of prime time. You're playing at 930 in the morning, although it is 3.30 in the afternoon there, so he should be comfortable. It's not dark. I guess that's my point. It's not dark out. Yeah, I've, I've never put too much into the you know, the primetime thing, but he was really bad on Monday night a couple of weeks ago. But He was. But, but I actually liked the Eagles in that game, and that was also coming off the Packer game, another one of those flat spots I'm talking about from week two, obviously. And uh, by the way, the they, team's they, off they, big wins. It's, it's six hours uh, this winter. Since we spring ahead for the daylight savings, it's only five hours right now, but 2.30 London time, 8.30 a.m. When does that happen? Was that yeah, this weekend? Yeah, a month or so. I guess the, uh, they get their well, crumpets that, a little bit that later. That doesn't affect that game then this week, if you're talking about right, it. Right. So, it's, yeah, right, so it'll be 2.30 because it's 2.30. They're five hours ahead of us right now still until daylight savings ends. Oh, um, you're saying it's five now and then it'll be six with yeah, daylight savings? Yeah, I'm saying because we sprung ahead in the spring, so it's five now. But anyway, it's 2.30. Well, they don't? <laughs> Yeah, it, well, it's five. It's five now. I believe it's six in the winter. I know it's five right now because, like, the London Exchange opens at 4.30 a.m. Eastern here. I follow all that stuff. But anyway, um, 
the, the it's 8.30 a.m. Central time, don't forget, for the Vikings. So it's a weird start time there. So it's definitely not prime time for Kirk Cousins' body clock, although it is a spotlight game. I, I definitely like Minnesota here. The concern for me is that you never know what you're going to get with these London games, you know, because there's so much randomness in the travel and the field and everything. But you and I were talking earlier, you know, I mean, Saints aren't healthy. I, I doubt a, you know, five, six-hour plane ride is going to help that any. Yeah. You know what, though? The field, fields are actually nicer there. <laughs> like, like recently, remember 20 years ago, they had issues. <laughs> well, because it rains all the time, right, exactly. right? But you know what? It was Wembley. You're right. Wembley was an older stadium. But put it this way, Steve, like the players that play on the soccer, like in these stadiums, make a hell of a lot more than NFL players do. Right. So like they, they're, there's a bigger investment. Like, like, you know, if you're paying a guy, you know what I mean? Like a $250 million transfer fee, like soccer is like mega, mega money. These are world world-class uh, stadiums, but there's always the, you know, like you said, but another thing is over the years, historically with this London stuff is the better team will win Steve, a better, yeah, you know, better you're team. Right. The, it's sort of like the, you know what I mean? The short week with the, the home the Thursday night game, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the better team has less problems. So there'll be less adversity to deal with type thing, right? Like if you have problems, you're only, you know, it's not like you go on the road and you're not going to have problems. They could only be count compounded. Right. Yeah. I just think Minnesota are the better football team. I think maybe you and I've come up with our picks for the uh, shady five. Yeah. So far. Right. And we're only two in. Well, we, we got to get the other three because if we do use this Thursday night game, which I'm starting to like more than all these Sunday games as we're going over and we're up to decide the next day or well, so. They were but, talking about the New York Jets, man. They were scaring me earlier, but I, I'm going to keep out of it. Like, that's the. Yeah, well, see, and that's the kind of thing where they're going to want to know because there's no quarterback listed right now, right? Because Zach Wilson possibly could return. It's probably going to be Wilson. And listen, it's his first game. Look, I don't. I, I could live with betting on the Jets down the road and someone said, listen, they're in a good spot. Nobody, you know what I mean? Contrary to this and that. I, I totally get it. But. The kid's first start, and he's not that good to begin with, Steve. You know what I mean? We don't. Well, and the, and the team's not that play. good to begin with either. I mean, they're only win this. They've been terrible in their other two games. The Ravens game, and then last week they were terrible against the Bengals, who had not looked good. Their only good, their only win was coming back from 13 down in a minute 50 left in a game against the Browns. You know, so you're purely playing against the Steelers, in my opinion. If you take the Jets this week, the Jags were getting seven. It's down to six and a half. Kind of a weird spot for them being in Los Angeles and now having to go to Philadelphia. But not like it's going to be a letdown. This is Doug Peterson's return to Philadelphia where he got fired. So, like, he's going to be fired up. And the players, that's an angle off and Steve, as well, that, you know, especially if all these new guys on the Jags love Peterson like they clearly do, they're really going to try to run through a wall. Because they'll say, you know what I mean? Peterson doesn't have to say anything. It's, that's the type of stuff that the players will say, listen, we got we got to do this for coach. This is his return. They're gonna see it all over the media when they get there. They're gonna see the media in the room, like asking him questions at the press conference, and they'll understand. But it doesn't mean they're gonna cover the spread because of that. Um, and then you got the Detroit Lions, who were six point favorites. We keep talking about Seattle, who clearly are regressing uh, right now after the Week One win. Detroit aren't really known for being favorites. They were favored once in the last two years, and they they did cover in that game, Steve. I do get the feeling the Lions will kill Seattle here. I remember in week two when you had Seattle, you were actually close to using the Lions, if I'm not mistaken, against the Commanders that week. Remember, Gabe? I think that was the other game you were considering. Yeah, that was the first two. pick of the week that I had. But I remember I said I was, that was like, your on initial Monday pick, yeah. morning. I said, oh, I like the Lions this week, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's um, – I mean, they're a team we've talked about a lot here on the show. They were the best – Point spread team where they well, cover eleven times last now. year with like three wins, and now they're three and zero straight up, one and two straight up, three and zero ATS this year. But like you said, they're rarely favored. In fact, they actually were picking at some spots in that Washington game, but they've looked really good. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're four and five solid. straight up, Steve, in their last nine football games. What's what's their record? Four and five straight up. And Seattle, I think, is you know Seattle had a fight. Like I had them in the contest for us in week one. I mean, the Seahawks helped us in week one, obviously, when I had them against Denver. Um, but they were lucky to win that game. You know, I mean, they did not play great. Denver moved the ball pretty well. Um, Seattle's a really bad team. So it's a weird price for Detroit, but I think they're probably the play in that game. Yeah, there's a lot of that this year where teams haven't played well, but they've won, right? We, that's what I'm saying. We've been we've been part of some of those games. Yeah, but it sets uh, up value. I think in the long run that helps you, though. I like misleading results for the long run. Gives you some value in the future. Yeah, but I do I do think I do think Detroit are a good team. I think that offense is very very efficient. And they pretty much score against everybody, right? So I don't really think you're going to stop them. And I'm not sure Seattle's offense 
would be able to uh, would, would be able to keep up. Lions team total over. Can we put that in the contest? That'd be a good play. Well, if we could, if there was totals, I'd say let's play the Bills and the Ravens over fifty one. Yeah, I don't half. disagree. Yeah, Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, that's a, it's a, it's amazing actually. The Dolphin game didn't go over. That's because they had some offensive line injuries, I guess. You know, for Buffalo, so it's starting to conflict. But I think they can solve. That was a, that was a weird game. Like, like you it said, was. the Bills had like five hundred yards of offense or whatever. Right? Exactly. Like, that's what I'm know? saying. I think we get some value because that game didn't go over. And I noticed it dipped right now, but it's down, it's down to three. All right, so before we get you out of here, look, you got San Francisco have been brutal. Like we just said, this team, like I don't know what to do with this team anymore. Um, look, week one, they were brutal against the Bears. Week two, we don't know what would have happened with Trey Lance. Jimmy G comes in, and um, they, they beat Seattle. Week three, they had the Denver debacle. Now they're, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. And I tell you, there's a lot of negativity around the Rams. We got about a minute here, Steve. Like, you know what I mean? I, everyone I've seen, I was watching ESPN, and they were talking about the top teams, and they all sort of scoffed at the Rams. Whatever, the Rams are 2-1. and one. Take away the ass kicking from the Buffalo Bills. They have won their last two games, and they're getting two-and-a-half points. Interesting game on Monday. And so was that Sunday night with KC and Tampa. Yeah, I, I misspoke earlier. I said the Dolphins are going to be the biggest public dog this week. I forgot about the Monday night game because you feel like the Rams should be favored here, but the Rams are a tremendous public dog in this one. So San Francisco is definitely a contrarian side, and I would think in the contest uh, from a game theory perspective, they're worth a look because I think the contest is going to be heavy on the Rams this week in that one as well. The Niners are one of these teams that can just be terrible all the time and people like them every week. It just it, it baffles me, and I'm, I, I'm one of them sometimes. But look, I like them, and then I don't. I've been on the wrong side of the Niners a lot over the years <laughs> so that's why i don't even like talking about it uh, anymore steve merrill always a pleasure thanks steve thanks gabe sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Wow. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Thanks to Steve Merrill. Wagertalk.com. Always a pleasure, Steve. Uh, good stuff. Uh, so we, uh, we're breaking down. You got some insight uh, to some of our conversations. You know, to be honest with you, that was actually that was actually one of the reasons why we did uh, the, the Shady Five. It was for entertainment purposes, right? It was for to talk about, the, you know, the games and break down the NFL. We thought it would be cool. 
Uh, and it, get, you know, it allows us to break down the games. And we're being brutally honest with you. And these were the games. I sort of look at it with, when it, with a contest is sort of life or death, basically. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you can like a game, but then you ask yourself, okay, am I going to be able to live with this if this team costs me $55,000, right? But there's always going to be a team that it, it, it is what it is. You know, the Green Bay Packers cost us $55,000 in the contest a couple of years ago. We won $55,000. We would have won $110,000 if Green Bay would have won, but they lost to Minnesota on the last Sunday nighter of the year. Teddy Bridgewater was starting for the Vikings, if you recall that game. It was incredibly frustrating. Um, you know, it was one of those, it was, it was, it was bittersweet because we knew, we, we knew going in, right? We knew. We're like, we're going to finish in fourth place in the Super Contest if if the Green Bay wins. If they lose, we're going to finish in eighth place. Right? But it was we weren't sure exactly how much money we were going to get because there were other people we were tied with at the time. And long story short, we could have hedged. I didn't. I'm not, I always, I put my money where my mouth is, was that when I say hedging is for Gardner. So I didn't when there was that much money at stake. But it was, you know, there was four of us on the team, so... To me, like I said, I knew there was like a there was like a twenty thousand dollar swing each for us. Put it that way, <laughs> right for the games, and all of us had a different approach. I did not hedge going into the game, and then at halftime I did. I started to panic at the half. I started to realize, you know what? Because my attitude going in was like, you know what? Well, man, we came all this way without hedging and being wusses. Why wuss out now? Let's just go. I'm going all in. I'm not. I'm not hedging on this. And at the half, you know what I mean? I started to, I, I realized, you know what? I'm going to put two dimes on this. So I didn't like, I didn't, uh, I didn't go crazy. I put like 2000 on it and I was like, whatever. All right. We lost that, but I just won another 2000 here. So I was, I was all, I was pretty happy at the time to be honest with you when it was all said and done. So if you're caught last night, uh, we were talking soccer on the way out. And once again, nothing but winners here. Remember last week, I gave you the Laren goal, uh, Canada over Qatar. And last night, we talked about Saudi Arabia. And I looked at the number and I said, there's no way in hell the U.S. should be this big of favorites over Saudi Arabia uh, in, this, in this match. And we said, you know what? We'll take the Saudi Arabians plus a half a goal plus that one goal. And the United States men's soccer team ended up, uh, ended up in a nil-nil draw today against the Saudis. And... You know, this this is this is a team that's limping, you know, crawling, drunk. You know, go home, you're drunk, uh, into the World Cup uh, right now. A lot of alarming, uh, alarming red flags. Uh, one, three, and three versus teams that have qualified for the World Cup. They failed to score in six of their seven uh, games against teams that are in the World Cup. It's the third time under Greg uh, Berhalter uh, with consecutive uh, scoreless games. They can't put the ball in the net. They're an underplay. They went under against Japan. They got shut out. And now they played against Saudi Arabia. Guys, the U.S., these guys were like minus 380 favorites type of deal. Like, they, they, you know, that's why it jumped off the screen at me last night. I was like, why? I get it. Saudi Arabia aren't a world soccer power. But at the same point in time, you know they're going to be jacked to play against the United States. And they were. And you get the nil-nil draw. So uh, yeah, 1-3-3 three, three in 2022 versus teams that have qualified for the World Cup. Failed to score in six of uh, seven games against teams that are in the World Cup. And uh, third time under Greg Berhalter with consecutive, consecutive scoreless games. Matthias, the United States men team stock way down, down going into the World Cup. And they're in a tough group as well. The Iranians don't play around. You know that they're going to, you know. You know the Iranians have been promised like serious bonuses back home if they beat the Americans. You got to deal with the Brits in England. That's not going to be easy. Like this is a tough group that they're in, and um, tough group, and they can't put the ball in the net, Matthias. This is a, you know, I know that there's time to work on things, but I don't see how they can fix things before the World Cup. To be honest, Gabe, I've loved USA soccer nearly my entire life, and I'm pretty god. You know, pretty damn disappointed right now, and it, it's this simple, in my opinion. This is one of the most talented squads that the USA have ever had, but they fail to play with energy and with passion, and that's the most 
you know, it makes me angry because that's something that the USA, you know, hasn't really lacked in the last 15 years unless we're talking about the yeah. last World Cup cycle. That's the best thing about the USA is that we're going to out-hustle you. We're going to outplay you in parts of the game where you guys are tired and we're not because that's the best thing that we could have that other teams don't. We're never going to be the most skilled country playing soccer in the world against the Argentinas, the Brazils, the Spain. So how do we beat them? By beating you at every 50-50 ball, by winning you down the line, by outrunning you, by out-hustling you in the 70th minute. And that was gone today against Saudi Arabia. That's what has guys like Clint Dempsey, Brian McBride, Landon Donovan probably scratching their heads thinking, who the hell do these kids think they are? You know, if you're going to put on the shirt, you better be running down that line. You better be making that tackle, you know, on the goal line type of thing. And we're missing that energy right now. Christian Pulisic, obviously that confidence is down after that whole thing with Chelsea. And it's carried on to the team, Gabe, and we're missing a striker. Right now, if you put a gun to my head and said, is the USA going to make it out of the group? I'm going to tell you, hell no. Wales is getting out of that group more than the USA is. And we're definitely not going to beat England with the style of play that we have right now. Yeah, I don't. You know what? There's still, like I said, we're we're still a couple of months away, but there's not, nothing's going to change for a lot of these teams, right? Going into this, like there's, they got one more warm up game and stuff like that. That's it. That's it, right? Um, it's a disappointment. Um, and you know, like you said, in the past, it's a good point. In the past, there's been an energy, there's been a passion. It's like, oh yeah, you don't think we can play, and they they would bring it. You know, Jones running around and just you know. Even back to Lawless in the old days and stuff. They've always had some sort of spirit with a chip on their shoulder. You're right. This side seems to um this the the this side seems to be lethargic. And it's funny because you remember uh you remember Christian called out the fans, right? And he goes, You guys aren't passionate enough. You know, we're out here playing for the country and you guys aren't passionate enough. But it's funny, it's you know, you could say the same thing about the team. Right, and I think the fans are actually more passionate. But the fans, you sound fed up. <laughs> like my fans are kind of oh, soccer fans know soccer, I, and they're like, "You guys today. suck. How can we be passionate when you guys suck?" Right? You think I'm going to plan my Saturday around, or excuse me, Friday when USA plays England the day after Thanksgiving? You think I'm going to plan my whole day around watching USA play England? Hell no. Well, you better I'm plan my day doing something else. I don't want to watch those. What do you mean you're not going to watch? What are you talking about? Minutes. I woke oh, up this morning to watch Uruguay and Canada at 9 a.m. <laughs> but Canada right now is playing with a lot of energy, Gabe. I would wake up to watch them, too. They're bringing it. You know, it's their first World Cup in a long time. You guys have that energy, that passion. The USA does not have that right now, and it's surprising because we weren't in the last World Cup. You know, it's a, it, it takes a lot to get there. And now that we're here, it's like, oh, crap, what do we do? Oh, man, we're, we're a really young team. Oh, we don't have a back line. Oh, man. We don't even have a real goalkeeper back there. We just have a shot stopper. There's so many holes on this USA team right now, and it's and it shows in every game, Gabe. Honestly, the defense wasn't even on blast today because Matt Turner saved their ass with about four saves. But, man, there are two center backs, Zimmerman and Aaron Long. They're a mess in the back, and they can't play out of the back if their lives depended on it, Gabe. And we should note as well. So, listen, Iran, Iran are kind of what Matthias was just talking about. They're not the most skilled team, but you get a serious-ass effort from these dudes. Like, it's relentless. <laughs> like, it's annoying, but it is. It's relentless. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They don't take a lot of chances, but they're not going to make a lot of mistakes, uh, this Iranian team. And like I said, especially for the, like, if you ask Iran, like, who the hell do you think they'd rather beat, Wales or the U.S.? Right? Like, this is their target-type game um, coming into this. And, you know, we talk about, you know, we talk about England, uh, you know, England or England, and then you get Wales. Wales are no joke, all right? Well, Wales are no joke. So, for the record, to qualify, uh, USA plus 100 to get out of the group. No is minus 138. So, it's basically, listen, England, England are 20 to 1 to advance, okay? Iran are 4 to 1. So, in other words... It's basically between USA and Wales, right? USA are plus 100 to advance, and then Wales are plus 110 to advance. And like I said, I wouldn't totally discount the Iranians. They can't really score, but they're going to be hard to score on themselves. So they're going to be in every match that they play in, uh, these guys. Um, Canada this morning. So we told you to take the Saudis plus, uh, plus the half a goal plus a goal. Uh, but we also said let's go under. Matias uh, said go under as well. Uruguay matches go under, all right? They're hard to score on this team. Canada lost 2-0, yet it was, if if you watch the match, 
there was a set piece free kick about five minutes into the match that should have been stopped. All right, uh, who was it? Dilla Cruz. It was a nice kick. He drilled it and all that. It was world class, and I think it caught Buddy off guard, Borja, because he's not used to that. Almost, you know, he he bent it like Beckham. He put it over the wall, and it was it started to do some weird things. But the, the Canadian netminder was just a step slow. It's like you could have had that. And then to be honest, the header. So they scored five minutes in, and. Canada got flustered. And one thing about Canada, too, they're going to have to learn this going into the World Cup. You can't play this like, you know this, Matthias. CONCACAF soccer bros like like tackle football, Matthias, compared to real stuff. You know what I mean? You can trip someone in Costa Rica and Honduras and all this stuff in Canada and the U.S. It's North American soccer. It's very physical, right? And if you remember, we talked about it in the past. Canada are borderline dirty, all right? So... Canada are very aggressive early in these games. It's like they're trying to send a message to you that if you want to fight, like, you know, they, they really have, like, an attitude, Canada. Like, they bring this hockey attitude to the match, and they did against Uruguay today right out of the game. Tackle this, tackle that, and the referee sent a message, like, yo, 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 like, you know, this ain't going to work, man. You can't do this. And set piece, boom, goal. Next thing you know, that's the thing, Matthias, you know soccer. These world, world, world-class sides, they're so good in set pieces in the box, right? So Uruguay hit the free kick, boom, goal. It was one simple, seemed like a harmless header, bam, buried it. Goalie could have had it, weak defending. Canadian defender didn't get up enough. And then Uruguay did sort of ease up a little bit. But Canada pressed after and held their own. Uh, so, and you know what? It was a step up for Canada. And also, Uruguay were pissed off after losing to Iran on Friday. And they, there was pressure on them not to lose to Canada. So, yeah, Canada, like I said, Canada wasn't overly depressed after the game. It was like a, they all said the same thing. Lesson learned. Understand. Canada's got to play freaking Belgium, man. All right? So, this was a good little test for them. This is Portrait. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late night anger management class. This is Sportridge. And uh, as uh, the crew in the chat are talking about, we should know, like, yeah, it's going to be serious and all that, Iran versus U.S., but it's not the Iranian players. Like, they're good people, right? You know, and look, there's a revolution going on there. You know, like, people don't understand Iran really as a whole. Like, you have that religious sect and you have normal politicians. And the politicians would like to be more normal, but they can't win without sort of the appraisal of the Ayatollah guys. Those guys are, you know, these guys will never change, right? But as you see, their own people, they, you know, Iran used to be a normal place, man, with movie theaters and bars and like it was like, you know what I mean? It was a normal place and it got taken over. But anyway, I don't want to get too political about it. But as, uh, as Remy was saying, 
they covered up their own national emblem as a protest against their own government. Right, so there's a lot of like dynamics coming into this stuff. Then you got Canada covering up the Nike logo on their jersey. Uh, you know what I mean? You talk about like uh, first world problems. Like these guys are protesting and covering up and risking like serious trouble with a crazy dictator government um, playing soccer. And the guys in Canada are bitching that they didn't get new soccer kits, Matthias. <laughs> They're really mad about it for real. Like for real, real. They didn't get it's any. Dis- new it's disrespectful, Gabe. It it's is disrespectful. Canada yeah. hasn't qualified in how many World Cups, and this is a team to do it, and that's how they're treating them. Thirty-six years. You can't even gold. make them a new jersey. <laughs> like you know what yeah, I mean? They got to figure it out, Gabe. Like this takes. You know, this is this is. Did you see Laren covered it up? What he scored, he covered up everything. He's like, screw you guys. You don't want to make us a jersey? I'm going to cover it up when we scored. He covered up like everything. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. But Matias brought up a good point earlier as well. Um, about Iran in the World Cup, don't forget, man, it's in the Middle East. Like, the U.S. and the U.K. and Wales, be on alert. They might be live at plus 400 to advance, man. Plus 400, Matthias? That's hard to pass up, bro. They're going to be in 1-0 games every damn game. They could go in first place, Gabe. England's coming in soft, too. I can't wait for this stuff. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.